The following is a production of Mosaic in Whittier, California, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information about Mosaic Whittier events and gatherings, please visit mosaicwhittier.org. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee, and there you will see him. See, I've told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. <laughs> Just came back from the dead. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, hey, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. There's, um, there's something about this story that is um, a bit... I think it's almost the plainness of the way the story is told. And uh, that uh, makes it sort of believable. You know what I mean? That it, there wasn't this big fanfare, you know, there wasn't this big development. It's just sort of, they just described what happened. And what I want to briefly talk about is just the, the changes of after the dawn of the universe beyond us and the universe around us and the universe within us. Let's imagine, and it's Easter, let's imagine this story is true, that Jesus physically, literally came back from the dead. In fact, if you, if you can, just even for a few seconds, just if you're saying that in your own head, Jesus came back physically and literally from the dead. Now what? Well, it does mean in a grand scale that you and I are no longer alone in the universe. Ever had those moments when you're um, afraid and you think, you think like it's, I'm afraid for almost no reason. I'm having this anxiety and it feels like I, I shouldn't. I mean, why do I have this anxiety for almost for no reason? I, I'll give you one. You're hurtling through space at almost the speed of light with boulders the size of Manhattan being hurled at us. That ought to make you a little uncomfortable once in a while. And it's in total darkness. And you know what they say about outer space. No one can hear you scream. So, you know, there's that going on. <laughs> But if Jesus came back from the grave, there's something unique about this planet that is different from every other planet, not just in our cosmos, but the entire universe, and that is we're visited. When I was younger, uh, I used to have this interest in extraterrestrials. It didn't help that the X-Files came out and reignited all that, you know. But it dawned on me that the story of Christianity is sort of like that, that we are the visited planet, that there is proof of extraterrestrial life that we have a book that has an extraterrestrial author, that we have a God that's not of us at all, that's come and invaded our history and our story. He lived among us as a human being. He created us. He shows us how to actually be fully human, not necessarily a Christian, just human, unbroken, not dark, without evil, unselfish, completely defined by love and service. and became obedient even unto the point of death, even unto the death of a cross. And as he dies for us, which, that would certainly be remarkable, you know? He comes back from the grave and says, your greatest enemy, your biggest fear, 
the thing that's going to haunt all of us, the journey we're all going to take, I beat it. I beat death. And so regardless of the vastness, regardless of the, of the size of our homes, in the universe, we've been spoken to. We've been visited. We're no longer like children hoping for a parent. This is, this is not some sort of fantasy. If the story is true, and I'm convinced it is, there's a God who exists and a God who cares enough to come for us. And part of the good news, part of the gospel is simply saying, is God simply saying to us, there's no one else here. And there's no one else coming from you. I'm the only one that's come from you. And I'm the only one that cares enough to do so. If there's a dawn, there's a now a change in the universe around us. As confusing as the universe might be beyond us, the university around us can be more so. I, um, I recall years ago uh, Donald Trump saying that he totally understood how to make money. Apparently he does. He's got that wired. He said but he never understood how to have a, a, a human relationship. And I think, you know, most of us, um, we have it worse because most of us don't know how to make this kind of money. We still don't know how to have human relationships either, you know. <laughs> Dang it, you know. I'm broke and lonely, you know. <laughs> because of the resurrection, the universe around us has changed what's immediately within our grasp, what's immediately within our influence. You know how it is, and perhaps there's someone like this right now. You're in a room full of people. You could be at a party. You could be at a church gathering. Folks all around you having a good time, you're pretending to have one, and deep down inside there's an incredible sense of aloneness or loneliness that you're experiencing. If you're married, you know what it's like to cling to the edge of the mattress on the opposite ends for fear that you might touch each other. And even though you're sleeping with your spouse, you are incredibly and almost, it seems, incurably alone. Parents with children can have a sense of separation that is more painful because of the connection that was once there. And, and no matter, even if you've never experienced a deep, significant, healthy relationship, there's a sense that you can have something missing that you've never even known is gone. The change after the resurrection of the universe around us is that there's a creator who's spoken to you, who has spoken to me, to each one of us in this room whispering consistently, I care about you. And every time you, every time you're moved by a piece of music where your, your heart's almost full, there's a sense of joy that's almost heartbreaking. Because if you hang on to it, you realize this is not real, so why allow myself to hope? Each time you're moved by a, a romantic comedy, oh, I want to believe that works in the end. That, you know, that Jennifer Aston and Wyatt Pritt are still going to get back together. Every time you're moved by a piece of art or beauty, every time you look at a child's face and you go, wow, that's really amazing. Every time you look at a orderly, well-kept anything and you think of elegance and beauty, when you're enjoying an, an amazing good meal that moms always seem to know how to make or at a nice restaurant, you know, that part of you is... Un without even saying it, part of you really wants just to believe in God. I'm convinced of that. In fact, when you are amazed with wonder 
at an amazing sight, a piece of art, a mountain. You know, for those of you who go out in nature, every time you wonder, you are simply trying to worship somebody. And because of the resurrection, that all changes. But you know what's interesting about this? It, 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 it's almost as if now when you're eating food, I, I can actually think in terms of, wow, you made spices, because you could have made it all tofu, and that would have been horrible. <laughs> can I get a witness, brother? But you made, you know, how many of you, you enjoy, you, no, take it back, you have an unhealthy relationship with Indian food, right? You know? <laughs> And I, I've seen some of you eat. It reminds me of my parents that, that you, you do this thing where you're eating so spicy that you're actually, your body is assuming that it's been wounded and it's dropping histamine. And you're actually, it's releasing uh, um, endorphins to shut off pain, right? That's what your body's assuming that you're wounding it. I'm not sure why that is good food. But I remember my parents just dripping, just sweat, and, oh, this is so good. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know, Pops. I'm not sure uh, food's supposed to hurt, but, uh, you know, what do I know? Mama, get the chunkla. <laughs> and here's what's interesting about this, I find, is that no matter where I've traveled and where I go, Everybody, from India to Tajikistan to places in Europe, Mexico, France, whoever they might be, followers of Jesus, they all hear the same voice. They're all stamped with the same image of the same God. And they're all compelled by the same love for their son, his son, Jesus. Equal value, different roles, different responsibilities. And to bring it then closer to home, it's because of God and the resurrection that all the relationships that matter, that sometimes I cannot maintain. The ones that seem that I was dead set on destroying. The one I can't seem to figure out how to make it work. I have great friends at work, I have friends at this club, I have friends at that place, but I can't get along with my son. My wife and I don't talk. I'm not in speaking terms with my mom. My uncle and I haven't spoken in years, and he's ill. But Christ comes in and begins to restore relationships that were dead and to resurrect them. Heal, restore. So not only does it make a difference in the universe beyond us, it makes a, universe, a difference in the universe that's right immediately around us, but it also makes a difference in the universe that's within you. And of all the places that I think you could go, in all the areas that are accessible, what's, what's, um, what's been the most interesting journey for myself, and some of you have already experienced this, as you begin some self-discovery and you're understanding how you're made and you realize some of your shortcomings and some of your amazing talents and strengths, you recognize that there's something deeply flawed that you're not able to assess. Right? Have you noticed that there's some things you wish you could just fix about yourself? Like, I, I wish I could just stop doing this. I wish I could start doing this. And, and I'm not able to actually get to this place. In fact, there are moments and times where there's such confusion that you're not even certain what you think any longer. And you're wondering if the thoughts you have and the memories that you think you have, are they just the voices 
that have been spoken to you for so long that you've repeated so often that they've become you. And you can't imagine any other type of you but the you that's right now. The biggest challenge sometimes is not just existence, but it's existing in our skin. Sometimes the biggest challenge we have is being able to look in the mirror in the morning and not, and not flinch. We can be easily at times very happy and proud of our family and friends who achieve and do well, accepting, but it seems like the last person you're willing to forgive and the last person you're willing to accept and the last person you're happy with is yourself. And haven't we all thought once in a while, if they find out who I am, they're going to kick me out of the club. I'm no longer alone in the universe. I'm no longer simply just battling my own thoughts and voices trying to figure out which one I should listen to. And normally what we default to is the one that's the most negative. There's another voice. There's another voice, and if, even if this is your first time here, and even if you've never, you swore, by the way, the joke's on you, you swore you would never come to church. You've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? You're done. Especially if you're in your young 20s. You know, you grew up in the 80s and 90s when we were doing church all weird. <laughs> Durr. And you go, okay, well, if that was about Jesus, I'm out. And you made the right choice. There might have been very little about Jesus at that time in some of those places. But you're here. And if you're here, I'm convinced of this. And, and this is what you have to maybe begin to wrap your mind around. God has been speaking to you since the moment you were born. And the best I can help you with is to discern and interpret that voice. That there is something more. That this is not all that it is. That you could be a different human being. That a marriage can come back to life. That your son can be embraced. Because his son came back from the dead. There is a, it, it's actually a hope that is... See, hope is, it, 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 at best, is simply saying, I want this to be true. I don't know if it is. Sure want it to be. That's hope. And hope is enough to begin releasing the power of the resurrection in your life and have it begin to work its way out into all facets of your life. More than just your soul and your heart and your emotions and your mind, but even to the other relationships. Because I'm telling you this. How you live, you suck in everybody else into your universe. If you're dark, you bring them into darkness. If you're broken, you bring them into brokenness. If not for yourself, for the sake of others that you love, become a follower of Jesus. When you hate everything you see that's inside of you, and the voice beyond says, I came to fix that. When you're embarrassed, like, man, it's pretty messy. Like, <laughs> tell me something I don't know, you know. I came to fix that and heal that and release you from that. And the power that I have to raise myself, I wish to give you so that you stop hating yourself. And you no longer have a hope of things can get better. You actually live it. And all I ask you in return, pass the message along to someone else. Jesus rose from the dead not 
to give us advice, but to give us news. Jesus rose from the dead not to remind you what you need to do, but what he has done. Jesus rose from the dead offering good news that he has beaten death, offers his love, commits himself to you. That's the thing that I believe we miss. Part of it is that no one should commit themselves to us. People have mentioned I tend to be a little touchy. I don't see it, but... <laughs> Once in a while, here in the family, I feel someone stiffen up. And I think either this is creepy for both of us now, or they don't think they're worth the love. You see, part of what Jesus says by coming back, you were worth it to him. He wishes to embrace you. And if you prefer a solitary life, uh, let me give you the other side of this coin. If you prefer a solitary life, I'm telling you Christianity isn't for you. Excuse me, Jesus isn't for you. When you decide to become a follower of Jesus, if it's not now, if you're putting that off of the future, fine. But when you decide to make that change, I will follow Jesus. I don't get everything. I'm not sure I'm willing to let go of everything. But for right now, I'll follow him as far as I can go. When you decide to do that, he moves in. You're not alone. And uh, you get all sorts of family from around the world, from centuries past. You belong. Because you believed to become. Today, literally billions of people around the earth are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. That, that one of the greatest mysteries of, the, of history. What happened that day? What ha people are still trying to figure out what happened that day. Followers of Jesus say, I know what happened that day. Jesus came back from the dead. Of course, across all of time and various cultures, followers of Jesus have answered, Jesus arose. Join us in this movement. And millions and millions this morning are gathering in places to celebrate in response to that, proclaiming the traditional greeting of Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So what if even if you're on the fence, let me try to push you off the fence. It's not like I haven't done it before since I was a child. What if, in fact, Jesus actually came back from the dead and rose today, as so many of us suspect and believe? That would be something to talk about. So here's my invitation. I recognize for many of us that is just a flimsy hope of something that could be better. And you're thinking, man, I don't want to be weird. Okay, number one, you already are. That's, that's the first thing you need to embrace. The second thing is, but what if, it, what if you're missing maybe the most important relationship you could have ever had by insisting on being alone? Second, 
what have you got to lose? You're not signing a contract. You can walk away, but I'm convinced that if you've experienced the love of Christ, you can't. You'll be compelled. Because it's good. Because it's transformative. Because it changes. Because you'll see effects. What if you chose to follow Jesus today? And if not today, why would you put it off? But let's talk. You can reach me or anybody else that's listed on our webpage, our Facebook page, and say, I want to know a little bit more about following Jesus Christ. In fact, on all of your guest cards, that's an actual box you can check off. Either today I'm making that decision to follow Jesus or I need a little bit more information. Please check off one or the other. If you're a guest, we're so glad you're here. We're going to close in a few moments. And we'll take an offering. And I'm hoping that you don't participate in that offering because you're our guest. We're just glad that you're here. But tell us about the fact that you were here so we can, if you would like, send you some free literature. And if you don't want to be contacted at all, um, that's fine. If you want to be prayed for, you can jot it down in that guest card. And we do that during the week. People that you'll never meet have been praying for you. And we'll pray for you. Because this is reality. That Jesus came back from the grave to restore, to save, to rescue, and to give you life. Father, thank you once again for your amazing gift. What I pray this morning is for my friends and family members who are struggling, who are thinking, who are doubting, that they would be able to step into a connection with you through our Savior Jesus Christ. Because you take them on any condition. You're willing to accept and embrace anyone who calls out to you. Give them the courage to say yes, to step in, and to experience your incredible, incredible love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this production of Mosaic Whittier. For more information on getting connected with the Mosaic Whittier community, please visit mosaicwhittier.org.